Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Coach D Show podcast. Took a couple days hiatus. You know, coaching football has become very busy. We started up our football season, so hopefully everybody that has started up their football seasons, it's going well. You know, now our lives get taken over, but still going to work hard to bring some podcast episodes, try to grow this thing. We'll see. Got some things in the works, but welcome back to the Coach Steve Show podcast. Make sure you hit the like button, subscribe button on the YouTube channel, the Coach Steve Show YouTube channel. It helps grow the show tremendously. Uh, follow it, rate it, and leave a review and rating on iTunes and uh, Apple. Uh, make sure you're also checking out the Belly Up Media Network, Belly Up Media Network at bellyupsports.com. Check out all the other podcast blogs. Everything there, not just sports. There's not there for everybody, but there's all different types of sports, other type of teams around for there. So bellyupsports.com. Check all that out. And make sure um, you leave comments in the comment section down below to have you know conversations, be a part of the conversation of the show, but also keep the negative comments to yourself. We've had some people comments saying that I had horrible takes and everything, and very may well be some horrible takes. But here's the thing. If you think they're horrible takes, cool. But don't comment, say these are horrible takes, you're biased, and everything else. Sports is kind of biased to an extent. Um, we had some comments from my Big Ten um, when lost over under one. So if you're going to be a part of the conversation, let's actually have a conversation. Don't just attack me or anything else. But let's move on. So today we're going to talk about the win-loss over-unders for each team out of the SEC East. 
and then the next one will be out of the SEC West. But today we're going to talk about the SEC East. Now, we all know it's the SEC is a juggernaut. It's a meat grinder. It's very tough to play in that one, them and the Big Ten. So the last ones we had talked about were the Big Ten. So now we're going to talk about the SEC East. Um, talk about when we're going to talk about how the records were last year. Talk about what we go through their schedules and what we think their win loss is. It going to be over under the prediction um, that Vegas thinks. Now I know that changes every single day. And I'm going to tell you right now, the Big Ten was very tough to pick because they there was a ton of them that just had um, you know four, eight, four, just you know eleven. Nine, you know, I like the ones where they're 7.5, but in the Big Ten, there was tons of 7.5s. Um, and then there was a couple 3.5s. SEC is gonna be no different. There's a lot of 7.5s, there's a lot of 6.5s. Um, went over in the SEC. So, again, these are not easy to pick. Big Ten was not easy to pick. The SEC is not gonna be easy to pick. So, we're gonna go right down from the SEC East, talk about their schedule, show you on the screen if you're watching it on. YouTube. We're going to start off with the champions of the SEC or uh, the championship. Uh, Alabama ended up winning the SEC as we know, but we're going to talk about um, talk about our national champion and the Georgia Bulldogs. We're going to go through their 2022 schedule and talk about what we think they're going to do this year. Georgia last year, again, national champion, had one of the best defenses we've seen since the early days of Alabama. Tons of NFL draft picks from that team, so they have a ton to replace on defense. Their offense is still going to look similar. Uh, there was an interview with Kirby Smart about what they think they're off, he, how he kind of wants their offense to be, but they also adapted their offense to what they could do. So don't be surprised as we start to see Georgia evolve we're, we, we had seen them in that, you know, I call it pro style where they're going under center, they're going eye formation, they're going single back. And then they also go out of shotgun. And then this year they still went out a lot of shotgun, but still had tight ends and everything. They are slowly going to start making the transition like Alabama did because this was the transition Alabama made. They won with the pro style type offense. Then they went to the no huddle. Um, they can go up tempo. They could be quote unquote spread. They could still be pro style out of a spread, having tight end and fullbacks and wings. And Georgia's going to continue to do that, but they do a good job with uh, Munkin as their offense coordinator to adapt to what they have, and that's what they've been doing. Um, their recruiting has been very well, so we're going to see what kind of offense they're going to bring to the table this year. So let's go through. Last year they went fourteen and one. They're only lost to uh, Alabama. In the SEC championship game, they made it to the college football playoff. They had been ranked number one for a very long time in the regular season. Um, recruited well, lost. They're going to be younger on defense. So I don't think they're going to have the same type of defense that they had last year. They had monsters all over the place. Um, offensively, they're going to have to be able to attack through the air a little more this year because I believe that a lot of the SEC is going to have some bigger defenses because college football is making this turnaround back to old offenses, but different type of conversation for a different time. So the Georgia Bulldogs 2022 schedule went 14-1 last year. So let's let's see here. Um, the over-under for them is 10.5, which is a lot. 10.5 wins for Georgia. 
So going through their schedule, they waste no time and they open up with Oregon, which is interesting because their defensive coordinator left could be the head coach at Oregon, and Oregon gets a transfer in Bo Nix from Auburn to them. So this it's going to be a home game versus Oregon. So they start right out of the gate with a very good program. And then they play Samford. Then they start a little uh, SEC play, their very first SEC game, I should say, in South Carolina. Then they play Kent State with Coach Sean Lewis coming to town with Kent State. Then they play Missouri, Auburn, Vanderbilt, Florida, Tennessee, Mississippi State, Kentucky, and then a quote-unquote rivalry game, which I don't know how much of a rivalry it's been over the past few years, and Georgia Tech. So let's go over Georgia. They're going to be one of the top teams to beat. It's going to be them. It's going to be Alabama. Um, People are going to say it's Ohio State. Um, I think Michigan will be up there for them to beat. So there's going to be they're going to be one of the top teams no matter what happens. Is it possible for Georgia to lose a game this year? It is very possible. The only games on here you could see Georgia losing to. You can make a case for Oregon because you having a coach from your staff go there, understanding how you do things is always an advantage. But you also have to have the athletes to compete against the team that you know everything about. A lot of about, maybe not everything, but mostly. But Georgia's going to be well established in their culture and their system and what they do and how their coaches have been together. Oregon's going to have new head coach, new staff, new everything, new quarterback. It will be an exciting game. I expect Oregon to be able to move the ball. It'll be a test for Bo Nix. Bo Nix playing the SEC for a few years will understand how to move the ball. That game they could lose. But I find it unlikely that Georgia loses that game. Where they could... There's one game here that I don't think they'll lose, but people will make a case for, and it's Auburn. Just because Auburn's always a team historically that's going to upset somebody, whether they upset Alabama or somebody else. I don't see Auburn doing that this year, and we'll get to Auburn you know, when we get to the SEC West. Two other games, to me, personally, where Georgia could quote-unquote slip up or because they're going to be better than they were last year is Tennessee and Mississippi State. Tennessee, because you watch what Coach Heupel has done with that up-tempo offense, they moved the ball on everybody. They just had to finish drives. But now they had a year in that system. It was a tough situation to take over at Tennessee. Their defense is going to be more installed. Their offense is going to be more installed. They're going to be able to add more. Just watching them even to move the ball on Alabama, the way the quarterbacks and the wide receivers played, how they were to catch the ball and how fast they move. Georgia could, quote-unquote, slip up with Tennessee or Mississippi State. Mississippi State, year three under Mike Leach, because that COVID year, he even said, like, we, as easy as the air raid is, it takes a lot of practice, takes a lot of reps. Coach Leach does not have a lot of plays, so they just rep him over and over again. But there's plays he wants to get to, and they had talked about in that COVID year, he couldn't get to them. And then they had a full offseason last year. He was able to get to him, had some quarterback battles. Now Will Rogers is taking over, has played very well. So another year in that system, more confidence in the quarterback play, more confidence in the wide receiver route running, more confidence in an offensive line that, you know, is going to be able to pass, protect better. And we'll talk way more about Mississippi State again when we get to the West. But those are the games where you could see Georgia losing a game. Um, because out of these 12 games. And this is just a regular season. You know, this 10 and a half. This 10 and a half you could probably put in, oh, if they get to the SEC championship game, is that another win? I'm going by regular season. 
So to me personally, even Florida, people are going to say Florida, um, you know, they're recruiting very well, but taking over a bad spot there too. And we'll get to Florida here later on in this part. I'm going to take the over on Georgia to win over 10 and a half because I don't see them losing back to back to Tennessee and Mississippi State. I don't see them losing Auburn and then trying to lose into Florida after Vanderbilt and everything else. So for Georgia, I'm going to take the over, but I do think they will lose a game. It's hard to go undefeated, you know, back to back years. So they are going to lose a game to somebody, either to Oregon, Tennessee, Mississippi State. And maybe Auburn, but if they're going to, I would almost think they could lose to Kentucky more than Auburn, but just because of the physicality of Kentucky of last year, carrying over this year, I think. So I'm going to take Georgia over the 10 and a half. But th- I, I do think they will get to um, just 11 wins. If they get to 12, that's awesome. They, they could do that not easily because now they have a big target on their back. But I do think they could get there. Uh, Moving on to the Kentucky Wildcats that have been in the news recently, you know, discussing if they're a basketball school, a football school, which we're not going to get into. Kentucky had a great season last year. They went 10-3, and um, won a lot of games for them. You know, people are going to say that's a basketball school, and I'm not going to get into that. But with a football program that, you know, did well in how Mummy was there, then they've had up and down years, and years are not very good. Um, Coach Stoops. I think is turning the corner to get them a lot better. So going ten and three last year, they went seven and uh, the over under is going to be seven and a half for them after going ten and three last year. So let's look at their schedule. If you're watching the video, you can see it. Um, if you're listening to it in the podcast audio form, we're gonna go through it here. So ten and three last year, over under seven and a half. They open up with Miami of Ohio from the MAC. And then they play Florida right at the gate uh, to play the Florida Gators. Then they'll play Youngstown State, then Northern Illinois, then onward and throughout a brutal schedule of the SEC with Ole Miss, South Carolina, Mississippi State, Tennessee, Missouri, Vanderbilt, Georgia, and Louisville. It's going to be a tough road for Kentucky to get to that seven and a half to to over under. To get back to that 10 and 3 mark, I should say. Um, so let's go over what we think each game. I think they could be Miami of Ohio. Miami of Ohio is a very good football team and a MAC conference that has great coaches all over the place. I've been I had the great privilege to talk to them. By principle, you're gonna sit here and say Kentucky wins that game. Florida, that one will be a battle because you're gonna have an established coaching staff and Coach Stoops and what they do. Coach Napier coming into Florida, trying to put a culture in, new coaching staff. They're going to be excited to play football at Florida, um, but that one's going to come down to uh, which uh, system is more intact or more installed and more what they have going on. Um, That's a tough one. By principle, they'll beat Youngstown State. By principle, they'll beat Northern Illinois, who had a great year last year. Now, the SEC, it's going to be a grind for them to get to that point. Um, Old Miss, I don't care what people say, losing a couple guys. Yes, using Matt Corral quarterback is going to be tough. But Lane Kiffin can coach, and I think Old Miss will still be good, and we'll get to them when we get to the West. Um, South Carolina, I do believe they could beat. 
Uh, Mississippi State is always going to want to have that revenge factor from the COVID year, but I'm telling you right now, Mississippi State will be a lot better. Coach Leach has a record for you know around year three, year four. They're going to be a lot better, especially when he was at Washington State. Tennessee is going to be very, very tough. Missouri is sneaky. Uh, they will beat teams aren't supposed to beat and compete. Uh, they have recruited very well. Vanderbilt's Vanderbilt. Georgia, very, very, you know, again, maybe they upset them, but I don't think so. And then Louisville. Louisville is going to be good, but Louisville's also kind of had a roller coaster. Um, so if we're going to go through Kentucky, they can win week one against Miami of Ohio. Week three against Youngstown State, there's your second win. By principle, they should beat Northern Illinois, which is their third win. So right there's three, and we're trying to get to see if they're going to be over seven and a half. Do they beat South Carolina? I think they could. So if you go by that, there's four. I don't I don't know if they'll beat Mississippi State. I don't know if they'll beat Tennessee. If you want to give them Vanderbilt, give them Vanderbilt. So there's five. Louisville, if you want to give them that, there's six. So then when you're trying to get to their seventh one, you're going to have to take it where do they beat Missouri? Do they beat Old Miss? Or do they beat Florida? And to me... It's tough to win all of those. It's there. It's tough for me to sit here and say, okay, you're going to beat um, Florida. Then you're going to beat Ole Miss. Then you're going to beat Tennessee. So the seven and a half is very tough for me. I'm going to go under because I think it's going to be right at seven. Right at seven wins with Miami of Ohio, uh, Youngstown State, Northern Illinois, South Carolina, Vanderbilt, Louisville. I'm just going to give them Missouri. And then if you give them that seventh win somewhere in there, whether it's Florida, because Florida is still going to try to figure themselves out, or do they, you know, beat a Mississippi State or a Tennessee and sneak one out there? So I'm going to go under because I think it's going to be right at seven. And again, these are no offense to the coaching staff, anything like that. It just is about the players that are going on and by principle who has gotten better, like I said going through this before with the Big Ten. Um, so I think the under, just because it's going to be right at seven. But this is why I'm going to put an asterisk next by saying that don't be surprised if they do get back to eight, nine, ten wins because they can. Their schedule is set up for that. But again, SEC being the meat grinder that it is, it's one of those things that's still very tough. Moving on to Tennessee, year two under Coach Heupel. Um, took over a program that was under investigation, all that stuff, which we don't get into. Um, they went seven and six last year in his first year. They're over under a seven and a half. Um, exact, you know, because they got seven wins last year, so now the over under seven and a half. Um, and their up tempo offense. He did a very good job at UCF after Scott Frost left. Um, you know, had a good playing career at Oklahoma and everything. Um, he's been on a couple podcasts. It's great to listen to Coach Heupel's story. The way they're able to move the ball and pick up on that up-tempo offense, coming from a pro, from a style where they didn't do that, they recruited well, got some transfers in the transfer portal, um, will be a lot better for them. So for Tennessee, they open up with Ball State. Um, then they go to play Pittsburgh. And then they'll play Akron. And then they get right into SEC play, a very, very tough schedule with Florida, LSU, Alabama, then they got um, non-conference with UT Martin, then Kentucky, Georgia, Missouri, South Carolina, and Vanderbilt. So we got to see, they went 7-6 and six last year, over under 7.5. Can they get back to that 7-win mark? I think on principle they could beat Ball State. Um, Pittsburgh will be a tough one, but losing one of the best wide receiver, one of the best wide receivers in the country is going to hurt Pittsburgh. Tennessee, 
Um, it'll be a fun game. But Tennessee can be Pittsburgh. Um, you're looking at principal with Akron trying to turn the culture around. Um, you know, you're looking at that week three and then into SEC play. Florida is a tough one. LSU with year one of Brian Kelly, which we'll get more on when we get to the West. They can win that one. Alabama would be a tough one. On principle, they'll beat UT Martin. Um, and then Kentucky's a toss-up. Georgia, I think they would have a hard time beating with um, how established Georgia is. Missouri would be a fun game for them to watch, but by principle, you're thinking Tennessee would win that one. South Carolina is still trying to get under Coach Beamer, but people are high on South Carolina, which we'll get to next. And what I think, but they have a new quarterback and Spencer Rattler there, who I'm not sold on. So Tennessee, if they can move the ball around score and make them work, um, and they're up-tempo, they'll get there. And then Vanderbilt, um, poor Vanderbilt is Vanderbilt. Um, you know, not the same since Jay Cutler left all those years ago. And Derek Mason did a good job, but it's a tough place to try to win, and we'll get to Vanderbilt at the end. Um, so Tennessee can get to that over 7.5. Um, you're looking at Ball State. I'm going to say they're going to be Pittsburgh. Um, then they'll move on. And so they could be 3-0 and heading into playing Florida at home. And it's very possible they beat Florida. But looking at, at the seat, we'll look at, well, they'll beat UT Martin. So they could be 3-0 going into Florida. After having a grinder of Florida, LSU, and Alabama, they should be able to beat UT Martin. So right there, I'm giving them four wins, and we're trying to get them to seven. Well, where can their other wins come from on their schedule? I'm going to give it Vanderbilt as five. South Carolina, I'm going to give them, so they're six. Now, where do they squeak out one or two more wins? Well, when you squeak them out, Missouri and Kentucky. They absolutely could win those two games. And then out of those other three with the meat grinder of Florida, LSU, and Alabama, they could beat Florida and or LSU. So you're looking at eight or nine wins right there. Things just have to fall perfectly into place. They have to stay healthy. They have to have a huge grasp on the offense. And the other teams, it all depends on Coach Napier and how their systems are working. All depends on Coach Kelly and the system is working at LSU. And it all depends on, again, what Kentucky's looking like in Missouri coming out. So I'm going to go with the over of 7.5 for Kentucky, um, even though they could get right to that 7-1 mark. I'm I'm saying they're going to take that next step and get to 8 or 9 wins. It is very possible um, to get there with Coach Heupel's coaching and the offense that they run to get there and their type of schedule. Now, it's not easy. And these are not my 110% predictions on who they'll beat. Again, we're going over-under. But it's very, very, it's more likely for Tennessee to me to get over that seven win mark than, than Kentucky. No offense to them, just looking at the comparing schedules. Kentucky or Tennessee has games on their schedule that helps them out more than what Kentucky has on their schedule. Moving on to a team that we were just talking about a minute ago in South Carolina with a new quarterback. Coach Beamer going into his second year. They also went 7-6, and six, just like Tennessee. Their over-under is right at 6. South Carolina has not been a great football program for the past few years. Coach Beamer bringing in what he's learned at Oklahoma into there. And they're having fun. They're making great fun videos on TikTok and everything. It seems like the players are having fun. Through the transfer portal, they got some players in. And they got Spencer Radler to come over from Oklahoma. Now, Spencer Radler, to me... Watch, I'm not saying a bust. There's a reason why he has a Division I scholarship. But I just don't think he's as good as the Kyler Murrays and the Baker Mayfields when he, when he was at Oklahoma or the Jalen Hurts. I'm not 100% sold on 
Spencer Radler. He does have the capability to play well, but I just don't think he has the leadership capabilities at the quarterback position to do so. I think that he just sometimes will gunsling it, and he just does is not that type of player to always gunsling it, and he'll be inconsistent. He could have really good games of like 300-plus yards passing and running the ball. Then there's times where he's going to make bad throws, and they rely on the run game. But who knows, maybe under a different head coach where maybe they're all having fun, it, it just all, all clicks. Um, coach Beamer, I think, will get this program turned around, but going into year two, it's tough to do a year two. Um, but going seven and six in his first year in the SEC, um, pretty impressive. Um, so let's go through their schedule. The over-under here is six. Um, they open up with Georgia State, and then they go on to play um, at Arkansas, uh, then Georgia, Charlotte, South Carolina State, Kentucky, Texas A&M, Missouri, Vanderbilt, Florida, Tennessee, and then very interesting enough, well, not interesting, it's a rivalry game. Um, they end at Clemson, because we always got to remember Clemson is located in South Carolina. So can they get to that six win mark? And I hate when it's right at six, because I want to say it's right, you know, can I say right at six? They open up very favorably. Georgia State's not going to be a pushover by any stretch of the imagination, but on principle, you're looking at them to win there. Arkansas is going to be good, and we'll get there when we get to the West watching them. But I, it'd be hard fetch for me to say they beat Arkansas and to beat Georgia. So going into play Charlotte, they could be 1-2. One and th- one and th- uh, one and two. Um, By principle, they should beat Charlotte, even though they've done a good job. And on principle, they should beat South Carolina State. Um, so right there, we're giving them three wins. So they'll be three and two going into Kentucky. Kentucky being a toss-up. Again, it's one of those toss-up games. But Kentucky being a little bit more established could end up being three and three right there. Texas A&M, they've been all over the place this offseason. Regardless, I don't see South Carolina beating Texas A&M. So they're, they're going to be three and four. I am off on Missouri. I've already said it on the last um, three teams. Missouri is going to be my next. I'm going to get a little ahead of myself. Missouri went six and seven last year, so Missouri can win. They recruited well, so again, another one of those toss-ups. I see them beating Vanderbilt, um, and then Florida, Tennessee, and Clemson. I don't see them beating Clemson. I don't see them beating Tennessee. Even I think Tennessee is going to be a little bit better. Florida again is one of those, and we don't know. So do they get to the sixth win? Georgia State being a win, Charlotte being a win, South Carolina State being a win, Vanderbilt being a win, so we get them to four. Where do they get the other two or three to get them over or under? They would have to get them against Kentucky, Missouri, and then they'd have to do Florida or Tennessee, and I just don't see it. So when I say this, I think they get right at six. So I have to say under, but I do believe 100% that they will get to right at the six mark because this SEC is going to be a little bit unpredictable with your Floridas and your Missouris because of the players they have and how good Kentucky was last year and Arkansas because that's another one they could squeak away with. But I think they get right to that six win mark um, and not... Now, they could get over, but as easily as they could get over, they could be under. So I'm giving them right at that six-win mark.
all you football coaches out there, it's not too late to still be looking up drills. I know we're in our football seasons, going into our football seasons, but it's never too late to get back to the basics. And Coach Stone has done just that by creating his back to the basics drill manuals. So if you go to coachstonefootball.com, click on back to the basics drill manuals, there's Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner drills out there for everything special teams offense defense strength and conditioning everything he has done all the work for us to be simple to get these drills to help us you could be using even youth high school and even college we, we make things too complicated we need drills that are simple and back to the basics his very first book is over 500 pages of drills so go again go to coachstonefootball.com click on back to the basics drill manuals and uh, let's get back to the basics. Thank you, Coach Stone, for sponsoring the podcast. Football coaches out there, do you ever stop and think about all the hits your big guys are taking in the trenches, your D-line, your offensive line? Because they hit each and every play. And that's why it's the best position in football. But they take a lot of hits and practices into the game. It's a lot of hits they're taking, a lot of blows. So there's a way to protect those shells and reduce the impact those guys are taking each and every week. And it's Guardian Caps at Guardian Sports. It helps reduce the impact by up to 30%, which is huge. So there's a way to protect the helmets, protect those guys. Uh, again, that's Guardian Sports. If you go to guardiansports.com slash guardian dash caps and you use the code 15 off, it's going to save you 15% off your order. Um, there's different colors out there, and it doesn't matter if you're buying one, two, three, four, 100. doesn't matter. It's worn by over five NFL teams. More NFL teams are adding more and more each day, and you're seeing on TV and over 200-plus colleges. Again, you're seeing colleges left and right get them. There's a reason why they're getting them, and they that's why you see a lot of linemen and defensive linemen wear them. You've seen Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, Penn State, and big-time NFL teams wear them. So if it's good enough for them, it's good enough for us. And I know it costs money, but I'm here to save you money. So guardiansports.com slash guardian-caps and use the code 15OFF. It will save you 50% off your order. Thank you, Guardian Sports, for sponsoring this podcast. All right, moving right along. We're going to start. Missouri has been that team that I've already talked about the last couple of games because the last couple of teams, because they are that kind of that dark horse where they've been a pain in the thorn of other teams in the SEC. And they've recruited well. They've got a good kid coach. They've got a decent staff. But it is Missouri who personally maybe should – I've always said they should join the Big Ten, but a different time for a different day. I don't know if they'll leave the SEC now because of them being expanded. So Missouri last year went 6-7, and seven, able to be a bowl game eligible. The over-under for them for 2022 is 5.5 wins. So let's go through their schedule and see if we can't get them to 5 wins or even possibly 6. So they open up with Louisiana Tech, which is no give-me. That is not a give-me game whatsoever. They are a good football program, always tough. Then they travel to Kansas State. Again, that's not a give-me either. Kansas State's going to be better this year. Then they have Alabama Christian. Then they get into SEC play up until right before the last game. They have Auburn, Georgia, Florida, Vanderbilt, South Carolina, Kentucky, Tennessee, non-conference against New Mexico State, and Arkansas. 
this is a tough thing for I, I for me, and maybe people out there that are Missouri fans can't convince me um, to try to get them to five wins. So let's see if we can't get them to five wins. It's no gimme to beat Louisiana Tech. Hard for me to pick. No gimme to give them Kansas State. Um, they, on principle, should be Alabama Christian, and on principle, should be New Mexico State. So there's two wins right there. Then once we get to Vanderbilt, maybe I'll change my mind. They'll be a little bit better under their head coach this year. But, you know, they they had a rough go last year. And so you're thinking that Missouri would beat them right there. So there's three. Can we get find two or three more wins for Missouri? Where are those wins going to come from? So for their three games right there, where are those other ones going to come from? On principle, you're sitting here saying they could beat Louisiana Tech. But Louisiana Tech's a great football program. It's a great football program. So I'm not even saying they could beat them. Kansas State's a great football program that wants to run the football and be just as... They're that team in the Big 12 that wants to be physical. They run on power. They want to run right at you. And so their physicality will match up with with, uh, Missouri. So where do they squeak these out? Again, they could squeak it out against Kentucky. They could squeak it out against South Carolina. And you're looking at Florida, maybe... But I do think Florida, on principle, should have, quote-unquote, better athletes. So if you're going to give them another squeak win, you're going to look at maybe Louisiana Tech or Kansas State. I think they have a better chance to beat Louisiana Tech than Kansas State just because of the physicality of them. But Louisiana Tech can run the football. They run inside zone and stuff pretty well, and they run inside zone more downhill than anybody. So I wish I could sit here and say over. I'm going to say under only because I think they'll get to right at five wins. It's tough for them to get to six wins. It's tough for them to do those type of things. But they have players coming in the transfer portal. And the thing with the transfer portal, you don't know how it's going to always work out. It's great when you get a Jalen Hurts because you already know how he's established. When you're getting guys that maybe were second string or just rotated in the transfer portal, or if they played at a division or, or a conference lesser than what you were, it's hard to sit and say how they're going to fit in. And that's the problem when you look at the transfer portal the negative side of it. Um, so Missouri, I have to go under because I think they'll get right at five. So 5.5, you know, the under giving them the, at right at five. If it's over, it's only going to be to six. They are not going to improve and go seven and six instead of six and seven only because of their schedule. The only other teams that I could see them beating with Missouri and South Carolinas and stuff like that is Auburn, which I will talk more about Auburn when we get to the West because I just think Auburn's on a downward spiral because of the boosters and the board and everything, how they've handled the Brian Harson situation getting rid of Gus, which I've talked about on other episodes before. Um, so if they're going to get to that's because they beat Auburn. That's That's what it would come down to. Moving right along, the Florida Gators and first-year head coach Billy Napier. Florida coming off a disappointing time, in my opinion. They've they've come close to being very, very dominant and good under Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen is one of the best offensive minds we've ever seen. But you started to hear about recruiting. You started to hear about this culture. And one of the things Florida does need is somebody to come in and put in a culture, which is a word always thrown around. But you need culture. You need leadership. And you need guys that they are going to come in and be able to trust and recruiting and building Napier, even though some feel that it's not a good hire. I think this is a good hire and a good band-aid to help get them to where they need to be in a cultural standpoint. 
but you had guys leave from the transfer portal, but Billy Napier is recruiting well. But I think we're not going to see that type of recruiting come into effect to really turn around until a year or two from now. Um, they went 6-7 and seven last year. The firing of Dan Mullen before the season ended. The over-under for them is going to be 7 after going 6-7. and seven. So can they get to 7 wins? So let's go through their schedule. It's not an easy schedule. Florida has a very, very tough go under year one of Coach Napier. They start off with Utah, who won the big, or the Pac-12. They are a very good football team. Very good football team. That is not a give-me game. They could come to the swamp and beat Florida. Then they have Kentucky, then South Florida, Tennessee, Eastern Washington, Missouri, LSU, Georgia, Texas A&M, South Carolina, Vanderbilt, and Florida State. Can they get to that 7-1 mark? Very, very tough. The two on here, possibly three, eh, maybe four. There's four games on here where I could sit here and tell you, if you're going to bet on them to win those games, you bet on them to win those games. Against South Florida, against Eastern Washington, against Vanderbilt, and against Florida State. So right there, if you're going to bet on Florida to win, I'd say those four. So right there's four wins. Where can they get their other three to get them to seven and more over eight? It's very tough because we don't know what they look like. We don't know what they're going to be about besides watching their spring game. But spring game, they're not going to give us everything. By principle, you're sitting there saying they should be able to be Utah. But I'm not even saying that. By principle, you're saying they could beat Kentucky and Tennessee. I'm not even saying that. Principle is Missouri. Missouri is another one that's a toss-up. And even South Carolina, you're sitting here saying they should be able to beat South Carolina. I don't know. It depends on how Spencer Rattler plays and how much more improved that defense becomes. It's hard for me to sit here and get them to seven. I'm almost going to sit here and tell you they're going to be six and seven again and take the under on seven. Because are you going to sit there and tell me they can beat Kentucky and Tennessee after having a quote-unquote tune-up game, no offense, with South Carolina, and then turn around and maybe beat LSU because of Brian Kelly um, being year one and seeing how that system goes? I don't see them beating Texas A&M. I don't see them beating Georgia. I don't see them... um, being all of these teams. Is it possible? Absolutely. I'm taking the under, even though I I personally think they'll get to seven. I think it'll be right at seven, but I'm going to go with the under just because it's hard for me year one with how the program went last year and the crumble that it had, playing very tough with Alabama, losing to them by three, I believe, and then just falling apart, people leaving, how it, how it ended up. Um, and they could surprise people and win seven, eight, nine games. It's very possible it is Florida. Um, shout out to Brad, who will be at the LSU Florida game um, on October 15th. Um, that will be a great one. So I'm taking the under, but I I personally think they'll get right to that seven win mark. Um, either way, they'll be bowl eligible and under Coach Napier's first year and how the season went last year. Um, that will be a success. Ended off with poor Vanderbilt. No offense to them. No offense to their head coach. Great coach when he was at Notre Dame um, as the defensive coordinator. It's a tough place to recruit. It's a tough place to try to win. Derek Mason, Coach Mason, did the best he could there. They won back in the day when um, Jay Cutler was there as the quarterback. It's just a tough place. It's a tough place to win, especially when all the other SEC teams around you have just taken that next step above and trying to win. So let's go through their schedule and what they did last year. Last year they went 2-10. and ten. The over-under for them is 2.5. Is there a way to get them to three wins? Or are they going to be in 2-10 and ten again? So let's go through their schedule. 
They open up at Hawaii, so they get to travel and go to Hawaii. It's at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, or 9.30 start time. Uh, then they play Elon. Then they play Wake Forest, Northern Illinois, Alabama, Old Miss, Georgia, Missouri, South Carolina, Kentucky, Florida, Tennessee. Now, you notice they go straight, straight through the SEC uh, right when they start with Alabama. All the way through. There's nobody else in there for a break. Where do they get their three wins? I cannot even sit here and tell you that they're going to be Hawaii. On principle, you are thinking so. But it's hard for me to say they'll be Hawaii. They should be, be Elon. Wake Forest was great last year, so it's even hard for you to sit there and say that's what they're going to do. Northern Illinois was great last year. That could be your, you know, sub non-power five win over a power five team right there with Northern Illinois. I don't see them being Alabama. I don't see them beating Old Miss, Georgia. Missouri, maybe that could be a team that they battle. South Carolina, maybe that's a battle. I think Kentucky's more physical. I think Florida's just going to have more athletes. And I think Tennessee's offense are just not going to be able to stop. So this two and a half is very tough for me to sit here and say over. If you're going to give them three wins, it would have to be Hawaii, Elon, and Northern Illinois. There would be your three wins. And as a betting, if you were betting on it, I would stay away from the Hawaii one because I don't know. So for me, the history of Vanderbilt and all that, I'm going to go with the under. I think they'll get to, they could get to three, but the three would be Hawaii, Elon, and Northern Illinois, Wake Forest. Having such a great year, that's a tough one. And then I just don't see them winning any of the SEC. If they do, it would be Missouri or South Carolina. It'd be one of those two. Um, so I'm going to go with the under on them with Vanderbilt. Sorry, Vanderbilt, I want you to win some games, but I just don't see it with your schedule. Um, that wraps up the SEC East for 2022 with our win. Win the over-under on what Vegas predicts. Um, so that wraps up the SEC East. Um, the next time we talk about college football, um, or later on in another episode, we'll do SEC West. That will be a good one. That's a that's probably the, one of the tougher sides, probably the tough side of the SEC outside of Georgia and Florida on the other side to have Alabama, Old Miss, Arkansas, Texas, and Mississippi State, Auburn, LSU. It's a, that right there is a meat grinder. But that wraps up this one with the SEC East for 2022. Um, thank you guys for watching and or listening. Check out all the affiliates in the description below. Like and subscribe um, to the YouTube channel. Follow me at Coach underscore Steve 72, all that good stuff. Um Leave a rate on iTunes, Apple, all that, all that stuff. Leave a comment, comment section down below if you want to have debates and conversations, not to insult, all that stuff. Um, this has been another episode. This is Coach Steve. We will see you guys next time.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 